It's time for Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Stars broadcaster Cristiano Simonetta on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Tuesday, 93.7 FM listeners and watchers. I'm Cristiano Simonetta, the voice of Lincoln Stars, joined alongside by not Rocky Russo. He is off tonight, but Stars president Lori Crocker, my boss, is joining me. Lori, what's going on? Thank you so much for taking time out of your Tuesday night. Sure. Like, we've done this before, Lori, where you come on, whether it's my broadcast this year, remember that, for a period, and you weren't nervous about that. You've had your own unofficial podcast when the pandemic was going on you would host a show called snake and the rooster podcast with sydney your old assistant and uh so you you have plenty of media experience i'd say you're on channel 10 and 11 every other week for five seconds right right that's thanks to you yes but you know how much i love being on tv yes and you were on tv with the dog the last time it was pucks and paws night and you got featured so do you ever get nervous when the cameras are on and stuff like that Well, it's obviously a little uncomfortable. A little. A little. But not nothing too crazy because I, like all the players, Carter, I vet everybody in the office, everybody on the ice because it's an essential skill to have. And especially when the news has five different microphones in your face, you're going to want to be prepared and not say a stupid thing. And I don't think you've you've done perfectly. I've felt really stupid. Okay. Well, that's different. Carter. it's, It's always better. When you're the one interviewing. Okay. It's much easier. Well, Carter, you're a student, right, still? So how have you felt about getting comfortable more and more in front of whether it's a video camera or an actual camera? That hasn't been too bad. Um, You know, actually, before I came to college, I, like, started doing my own podcasts and stuff like that. So I've – but back then, though, like, it definitely took me a while. I was very choppy. But now I think I'm a little smoother, so that's good. Yeah, well, you got the voice for it. People say, I don't have a voice for it. I never have thought I, I have had. I don't think, yeah, but I don't, voice of the stars. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever actually had a voice where it's like, like Carter's, you can tell. It's it's smooth. It's like 1980s Lakers basketball. I can hear, I could picture you uh, calling. But, no, we're, we're here to talk about um some lincoln stars hockey as well as you know some off the ice stuff Lori, which you've been so a part of but let's go and take it all the way back from step one you are a lincolnite through and through right Wh- yep. where did you grow up let's let's In get lincoln. that origin story That's for it. you lincoln. yeah yeah but what were you doing as a kid because you weren't uh doing the typical things that a woman your age at the time was doing in this city um well i don't know like what do you how far back you want to go all the way back let's go all the way back yes the Lori crocker show tonight on outside Uh, the box well i mean i've always been in lincoln nebraska and i went to lincoln high okay Um, what'd you like about high school um you know actually high school was a really good time i had a lot of really close friends that we actually um stay in touch for like the last i don't know if i want to date myself (laughs) <laughs> to say like <laughs> a long let's, time let's ago. just say i've surpassed the 25 year reunion <laughs> okay. so we're just gonna we'll leave it there um but there's a group of girlfriends that actually pretty much every day we still have this group chat that goes on so i uh, made some really good friendships there and you know for lincoln high it's been i think one of the very like it's a really diverse school mm-hmm. and it was just had some really good history there yeah, but also when you were younger, you were a, a race car driver. 
Yes. So get we have to get into that because okay. you look at her and she's wearing her sweatpants and her baggy sweatshirt. <laughs> she doesn't dress anything like this on game days, but I no, appreciate no. her coming in. She looks fantastic. But a race, you behind the wheel of a race car. How did that interest first come about? Uh, well, my dad um, actually has always raced cars, so I've always grew up at the racetrack. So that's where I always was, in the garage or at the racetrack with my dad. Um, fun fact, some people might know, my dad is actually in the Auto Racing Hall of Fame. Wait a minute. I didn't even know this. What? Wait, what? So he's in the Nebraska Auto Racing Hall of Fame, which is at the Speedway Museum here in town. Okay. So Haven't been there yet. Carter, have you made that stop yet? I've not. Okay, we'll have to do that. It's a really cool place. There's not just race cars and there's Mm -hmm. a lot. Like It's a shout out to the Speedway Museum. It's a really cool place. And then the Auto Racing Hall of Fame is in there. Um, So my dad's got a little plaque and... I actually wrote his little, like, what do you call it, like, biography mm-hmm. or something, whatever, when he got inducted wow. and all of that thing. So, yeah, I did a little journalism there for that. Yes, and then your journalism pedigree stopped right there. And then That's h- it. How did you, and then where'd you go to college after that, or where was your secondary school after um, Lincoln yeah. High? So I went to Southeast Community College actually for radiology. So I was in the healthcare field and did uh, CAT scan for, I don't know, almost 20 years. Um Went and finished up my bachelor's at Bryan uh, College of Health Sciences. So I did a bachelor's there and a minor in healthcare management. So that was the route I thought my life was going in um, with some, you know, life things that had happened along the way that kind of deterred me that way. And then more life things happened and, <laughs> <laughs> and um, got out of healthcare, um, not really by choice at that point, and just had to kind of start over and did some other things and here i am you're listening to Lori crocker stars president on 93.7 fm the ticket outside the box rocky russo not on the show tonight we'll hopefully see him next tuesday so then after you're in the radiology field here how does the lincoln stars hockey team pop up on your radar um actually kind of like through a networking group i i didn't know like the lincoln stars were like hiring i didn't i didn't apply even for the job um there's just some local like colleagues that knew that had been doing some work with ryan schiff our past owner mm-hmm. and um kind of just hooked us up and said oh i think she'd be a good fit for fit for you why don't you talk to her or whatever and so i don't know three meetings later here i am and when was that that was in 2018 in like just november december and Carter, that was a very different time for the Lincoln Stars. Uh, yeah. It was a team that um, I wasn't here for that either. I had come in uh, in 2019. Um, the team was winning 12 games out of 64 in 2018-19. And what was the biggest question mark or problem you had to solve in your early tenure that I assume several people listening to this show that maybe have never been to a Stars game since went to Stars games because of... You really want me to say all you can eat? Yeah. Because <laughs> when I came here, Lori, I did not believe it. Carter, do you know what we're talking about? I do not. All right. Well. Well, so um, when I started, um, they were doing all you can eat hockey. So, like, you bought a – I think it was as if you bought at least a group of, like, five or more or something like that. I can't remember. Or and if you were a season ticket holder, um, you got all you can eat hockey. So you could come to the game and it was all anything you, could eat. you want as much it as was you want. Hot dogs, hamburgers, pulled pork, um, one other thing, a, a chicken sandwich. Yeah, and and pop soda, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. 
so um, it was <laughs> it was very interesting to obviously keep up with the and I got thrown in literally in the middle of the mm-hmm. season. Things were a little out of control or on fire, whatever you want to call it. So we we did our best to – I did my best to kind of help clean it up and at least get to where maybe we had enough food because yeah. there was enough food and too much food. Or, and, and, you know, of course, people are upset if there was all you can sure. eat. You couldn't. So, but now we just kind of laugh about all you can eat <laughs> because there's a lot of just funny stories because – there was, I don't know who it was, but so you could only hamburgers, no cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. So people wanted cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah. Of course, didn't have cheese. So I guess there was a fan every week that brought a piece of cheese like in his pocket with him so he could make himself a cheeseburger. It's kind of funny now. And then, you know, people were, it was funny. They put, you know, social media now. They would take, I don't know how many pulled pork sandwiches. They're like, hey, everybody. If you get the pulled pork and, you know, you can take like five of them home, they last you like all week and you can have a pulled pork sandwich for lunch every day. So <laughs> it was just, just like, hilarious. oh, wow. So there was, I mean, you know, it's funny now. Yeah. It's, and I'm glad we're never doing it again. You did stabilize it, though, at the end we of that st- season, which was crazy. To, we, we got it at least, you know, manageable. Yeah. but we And then <laughs> said, I begged, please, 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 <laughs> please, can we not do this next year? Oh, my gosh. And we, we have not. Yeah, we're live with Stars President Lori Crocker on 93.7 The Ticket. You have a question. You can call in. You could text in Lori, myself, or Carter, producer Carter. Don't leave him out of the conversation. 402-464-5685. That's 402-464-5685. Do you remember the process with me coming out of the team in August of 2019? Do you remember it well? Like, Is that something you think, wow, this organization really changed. No, I'm just kidding. Do you remember that, though? Yeah. I mean, it was like a day in history. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, do you do you remember that problem? You've mean, hired so many. That's a problem. There's I'm been so you, much turnover. And it was really quick, my hiring process. Well, and when I, well, when I got here in 2018, there was – they hired me, and then there was nobody. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of had been let go, whatever – um so it was we had to rebuild and get people on and everybody kind of jumped ship and people were running and screaming for their lives and so it was and we have been through a lot of people here we have so i have done a lot of hiring and firing the same i guess yeah but But, no but in my three years i mean aside from the pandemic that happened i mean we had three thousand plus people one of the last games before the pandemic which was something we weren't seeing the season before we were a good team we scored the most goals in the west and then this crazy thing called COVID happens uh and it puts everything i mean that is a moment that will live like do you remember when we were at granite city that player appearance because you had travis trelor who is on at ohio state just an outstanding forward for us led us in points in 2019-20 do you remember that moment where the nba season was shutting down and we all we looked at each other and said well there's no way we're starting no it it was just the most bizarre thing and what was very frustrating is obviously we were coming off of a terrible yeah it's okay. You could say it. Yeah. Season it whatever. Terrible. I mean, on the hockey side, that's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, also on the business side, it was not great. Obviously, all you can eat. There was just a lot of things. A lot of people got let go. And so it was kind of a mess. And so that was not really a normal year for me at all. And then the next year, was supposed to be my first full season. Mm-hmm. And then we were finally kind of, I felt like yes. on our, you know, on the road to recovery somewhat. 
And then we got shut down. And it was we had nine home games. We had lost the most in the league home games. So that's just, you know, and it's just completely slap in the face. It's just over. It's done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was even tough for families, everyone. Billets, everything. It's all of a sudden, oh, we're done, and we hadn't done billet night. We hadn't done anything. No one was prepared, and they're like, send players home out of here. So it was – it's been <laughs> – I haven't a had a normal year yet. No, like because yeah. Because then, and then last year was COVID. Still, Twa- a thousand people we in the were, building. We were capped off at. We yeah. had so many restrictions, and you had to, and that was just a whole another nightmare in itself with all the mandates and what you can do and what mm-hmm. you can't do. And then we started off this season somewhat the same, and I was like, no. And and how has this season been though? After you know we've been able to get back to 100% capacity, and we've had some really really big crowds, the we, biggest yes. of my tenure at least over three yes. years. Yes, we've had some really good crowds, which has been good. So I feel like we're kind of on the bat, you know, road to recovery again. Mm-hmm. And let's oh, not uh, let's not just go back there. So it'd be really nice to have we well, we've almost had a normal year this year. Most of the season, we were a little bit handcuffed. Mm-hmm. Um, the first half of the season, but after what February, I feel like they kind of loosened up on some things, so that has helped. And you're no longer a billet parent anymore, but you were the yeah. past two seasons. So for people that have heard us talk about host families and billets on the show before, just kind of give a brief, like sixty second um, summary of what a billet parent is. Well, all of our billet families are super important part of our organization because. They obviously house these players um, that come from everywhere, mm-hmm. other countries, everything. So, um, you know, it's a place where they have to feel comfortable and feel like it's a home here. So it's important, and we feed them a lot. So that's important to boys to eat. So, um, you know, we're looking to always grow our billet program because it is really important to have a nice um secure home and a place for these players to you know go home and have their own space so to speak that's that they can actually call home while they're here so um you know we're always looking for more people and your husband ryan is in the studio right now remaining silent this is probably the longest i've ever seen ryan without a peep but that's because he knows that uh our producer carter would you know kill him if he said a word no i'm kidding but were you or ryan hesitant when uh that conversation was brought up and Travis Trelor was a kid at, at camp like what was that decision making like um well actually we we hadn't really thought about it it's just that I was doing all of this like running around of all these boys at camp because they know didn't have cars and they had this and mm-hmm. we needed people like picked up from hotels and whatever else so we um were kind of put on Travis duty <laughs> um to pick him up for camp every day and and then a couple others but um I don't know. It was just kind of one of those things. We just hit it off. He was a great kid. And um, they he's the one that asked us, Do you, have you ever done that? Have you ever had players? And we're just like, no. And we just talked about it. And he talked to us about it. And then there were some other kids that kind of mentioned it. And I don't know. So we kind of got to know Travis over three days. And then we just decided, well, we talked to the coach. And we said maybe we would. And Luckily, I have a little pole around here. I could <laughs> pick who I wanted. And so 
and then it just kind of went off from there. So, and we'll probably be back to building next year. And so. I know it's a tough uh, topic for you to talk about, but what was that like during that season to say goodbye to Travis so abruptly and so quickly? And he he was here a little longer, correct? Because he couldn't go back home yeah. to uh, his family in Norway. Yeah, so he had to go back to Norway. So that was a whole other thing because then all of a sudden flights were shutting down. You couldn't get here, couldn't get there. So it's, it started to get a little, obviously didn't want him to go, but it started to get a little nervous because it's like, how are we going to get him out of here, right? How are we going to get this poor kid home? Because he does need to go to his family. So um, it was rough the first year because um, we got really close not only to Travis, but to his whole entire family. Oh, yeah. So, Shout out Darren um, and Annette if, yes. they're, if they're listening. Yep. We actually got people. to see them this year in Ohio. So it was nice to see them. So it, you know, it was tough because you weren't prepared for it. Everything just got stopped. I mean, everything. You know, work was weird. We have no games. What are we going to do? What's going on? The whole world's shutting down. Now, all of a sudden, Travis has got to leave, plus all the other builds are kind of upset. What's going on? So, I, we didn't even get a full year in the first time. So, it was it was, it was was tough. It, it was a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be to send him home. Carter, where were you at your life during that uh, point of time? Do you remember that day that Rudy Gobert uh, <laughs> contracted coronavirus and everybody, you know, kind of went crazy and hectic um well so i grew up in rural north dakota mm-hmm. um and so when it first kind of started hitting we kind of just assumed that we wouldn't have anything to do with it because we we're like how's it gonna get here like that's this isn't gonna no affect us going we, to north we, fig- <laughs> we figured we figured we'd have an extra week of spring break and we'd, we'd be wow. back in school that's kind of what we were soon i mean i was actually i was sitting in our like local movie theater like and then we had a notification on our phones that school was gonna extend spring break for another week and we were like oh, okay like don't really care like whatever and then after that week went and then they said we're gonna extend it again and then i think after the second extension there's they said we're gonna go online for the rest of the semester but i'll be honest i had probably i was very lucky like i had one of the best probably experiences with it than a lot of people did because again still we were still in rural north dakota so even though we shut down school and stuff like that like i mean we could still go to the grocery store we could and we had like all our supplies there like we we didn't have to go through as many of the shortages as some people did and we could still kind of live our lives for the most part, but I mean, it obviously it changed, but it wasn't as bad as others had it. Yeah, I went straight to Illinois because uh, who knows? Because I'm from uh, the northwest suburbs of Chicago, but we would have uh, Zoom meetings. Yeah. Remember that? We yes. would celebrate on Fridays. We would have Friday FACs via Zoom. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was a, it was a really fun time, and one of our first uh, things was we were we would paint or, or draw and color in coloring books for uh, yeah. uh older families and senior citizens in the city of lincoln yeah there's a couple I, nursing homes we did fo- it was like awesome coloring and i drew a crab and i don't know why that that memory is going to be ingrained in my head forever that i had a blue sharpie and just <laughs> colored in this crab and in march of 2020 it's just we went a, from hockey to coloring oh man it that's was what just, we had to resort to but then you took in three kids the next year. Yes. So you go from one Nor- Norwegian Swede, mm-hmm. Travis Trelor, to a couple Canadians. Well, actually, yep. all, all three Canadians, right? No. Um, or who am, I, who am I missing here? Clay. Clay Hannes was. Oh, yeah, Clay's the American he, who, he who was played. From in, yeah, of so course. I told what him, I was like, I guess I'll take yeah. you. Two Canadians I'll take you, buddy. and, and I, like the, I like the foreigners. Yes. You and, know. and how was that just for you guys going from one kid to three? That means way more meals, even though Travis did eat like five or, or kids. Yes, worth nine of, hot dogs at one second. Exactly. And pregame yes. M&Ms, too. Yes. But, um, well, we had just two. We had um, Kraft and Cooley first and just had those two so that was actually that was actually good I, I actually liked having two 
Um, it, they, they kept it very entertaining at home. Mm-hmm. So that's for sure. And then we, of course, like I said, we're short on billet families. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of one of those things, you know, we need places to put these kids. So, um, so we took in clay, which was actually a great addition. <laughs> and, um, so it was just kind of like a comedy club, honestly, just <laughs> watching the three of them. So, but the, it's got to be tough right now because everything is so out of control, like food, you know what I mean? Inflation, food, mm-hmm. everything costs so much money. I, I can't even imagine feeding three of them now because they, it's unreal the amount of food that you make. Mm-hmm. And you have someone like Patty Johnson, who's our billet coordinator, who mm-hmm. has done an unbelievable job. She's been billeting since 1999. Yes, and, the, and she's had four kids the last two years. It's crazy. But like, without but without her and yourself, I, we don't have we, a team. No, we have a lot of families that um, thankfully can take three. You know, and it's some that would, would take more, but you got to have room for them. You know, you're not, we're not packing three kids in a room. Mm-hmm. They, they got to have, you know, they need a place to go. They're together all day long. You don't want to just go home and have to share a room with somebody. So it's um, one of those things, like I said, it was, we just – thankfully we have some people that can actually take that many and i don't know having four you think you'd have to just quit your job and stay home and just cook all day carter do we have any questions so far yet just some answers to our great clips trivia question that we'll get to in segment two and three um we definitely have some answers and yeah let's not spoil it yeah <laughs> let's not spoil it because i know people have been just piling in the answers to our great clips uh trivia question of the night which is it's a really good question what is Lori's bulldog's name he is the unofficial mascot of the Lincoln Stars. If you know it, text 402-464-5685 for a chance to win tickets to Friday night's game against Omaha. And please get your tickets soon because that game is flying off the shelves yes. ticket-wise, which yep. it's awesome. It's the last Omaha game of the year, second-to-last home game. Lori, has there been a home game for you this year, whether it's promotion, whether what happened in the game? I know you don't get to watch the game too much right. unless you're in the penalty box. Right. Uh, well, actually, let's just go there. When you're in the yeah. penalty box, the most you know appropriate story that's been the best, what do you think has come from that experience of being right in the penalty box during a pretty competitive hockey game between two teams? Um, it's usually it's pretty interesting sometimes. I feel like when I'm working the penalty box that the boys are a little more – behaved behaved <laughs> it's funny because you know games get heated and they do what they do and say what they say and sometimes i think it was oh was it gleb <laughs> i think it was gleb. Like i can't gleb. i'm not sure but they came in it was this year they were you know chirping each other because the other guy was going in the other box and whatever and they were doing their thing and then all of a sudden he's like oh hi Lori. I- i'm really sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> and then they just like apologize. And then they just go from like being super mad and they're like, Oh hey, how are you doing? How's the family? And just start talking. So it's it's pretty interesting. Um it's just it's funny. So but I do like the penalty box sometimes because one, no one can find me. <laughs> Yes, and everybody I, needs Lori on game I nights. can't be bothered. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, I what are you going to do? Go onto I the ice? No, during can't play? can't get nope. out. I'm like, sorry. Like, so I just, you know, so sometimes it is nice, and I do get to, like, watch the entire game. Yeah, like Ron Burgundy, you're in a glass case of emotion. Yes. Lori, thank you so much for joining the show tonight. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. We'll be back with Tim Gray with more Outside the Box on 93.7 The Ticket.